Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. It's time to stop working out and start working in. You found the Work In Podcast for fitpreneurs and their health-conscious clients. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals who want to expand their professional credibility, shake off stress, and thrive in a burnout-proof career with conversations on the fitness industry, movement, nutrition, sleep, mindset, nervous system health, yoga, business, and so much more. I'm your host, Erica Thomas. I'm a resilience coach and fitpreneur offering an authentic, actionable, realistic approach to personal and professional balance for coaches in any format. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing resilience through movement, action, and accountability. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are available now. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to The Work In. Today, we're talking about three soft skills for hardcore success in and out of the gym. The fitness industry is set up like a snake eating its tail. It gives certification and requires continuing education to keep that certification and then offers limited sources of those approved credits. New trainers and educators in the wellness space are conditioned to believe that if it doesn't give us some external validation through approved continuing education credits or the magic of letters after your name, then it's not worth the time to study. So we look for more and more of what to teach clients instead of developing the skills to better communicate what we know. One would think that the letters after someone's name should mean something to clients. They look good, that's true. But nothing could be farther from the truth. Because in the real world, real clients don't know what they mean. When was the last time you had a client or student contact you because they were looking for someone with a particular certification? It just doesn't happen all that often. The RYT after my name means registered yoga teacher. It's a registry, like a phone book for yoga teachers with a certain level of training that came from another RYS or registered yoga school. 
But that registration is only through Yoga Alliance. There are a lot of other unregistered yoga schools out there that are training yoga instructors that have just as good, if not better, training. Now, I've held multiple certifications, including NSCA CPT, ACE, Group Fitness, Health Coach, Fitness Nutrition Specialist, TRE Provider, and of course, there's the E200 and the 300 RYT. Now, all of those letters look impressive, but they don't really tell you anything Those letters don't communicate anything unless you're going to explain exactly what they represent every time you use them. And in my experience, most clients don't really care. The letters on paper aren't what students are looking for. Clients and students are looking for connection. They're looking for trust. They want to know who you are, not all the boxes that you checked. I'm not saying certification isn't important. In the beginning, it is. But after that, you should shift your focus from what to teach to how you teach it. Those letters after your name might get you in the door, but they don't get you more or better clients. They don't get your clients better results, and they don't get you better results either. What does are things that we call soft skills. Three in particular for coaches, but they really can be applied to pretty much anyone who works with people. These are the areas that I have personally felt were missing in my own years of training and collecting continuing education. So I'm going to go through these three soft skills that you can grow with zero or very low cost investment and don't require another certification to maintain. The first one is speaking. Public speaking and communication is a skill. I can't tell you how many people I know who flat out refuse to speak in front of people. They're fine talking to someone one-on-one, but if there's any kind of group, two or more, I guess, then forget it. I hear things like, I'm not a public speaker. I hate speaking in public or in front of groups, or I'm not good at it. I've got news for you. No one is good at it. No one is born good at it. It's always a little bit uncomfortable at first. And that's true of anything that you don't know how to do. Public speaking is a skill. And as such, you A, have to practice it, and B, you need to prepare for it. Group instructors and coaches should already be doing this, but if you don't notice speaking in general as a skill, then you may not be using it to its full potential and greatest influence. And no matter how good you are, you can always get better. Now, typically, coaches and instructors have about an hour with their clients. You might be leading them 
through certain things or in a particular way, or maybe you're listening. I found as a group fitness instructor that I did a lot of talking, sometimes very loudly. So here are some things that I found very helpful for myself. First, take your class prep seriously. Create a few back pocket mini mantras that you can use when you teach. This is especially important when you sub for new classes and you don't know your audience well. So things like an introduction, think your 30 second elevator pitch, maybe a class introduction for what to expect in what you're teaching, your intention for that particular workout and how to make it their own, maybe a safety or alignment protocol or a simple standard permission to change and modify. And then, of course, how to do that. Don't worry about trying to do or say new things in new ways every single time you stand in front of your group. It's okay to repeat yourself, and you probably should, because people don't always listen to us as much as we think they do. So say it, show it, do it. Those are three ways that all people learn, including you. So practice how you're going to explain something if you're not sure, but don't be afraid to say it in lots of different ways. Maybe collect some fun fitness facts from as many different sources and areas as you can. And over time, you'll discover a particular emphasis that lights you up. Mine was nutrition and, of course, the nervous system and how it affects overall health. So all of those little nuggets are great ways to add value to whatever format you teach. They make you more interesting They help your students be more interested, and there are ways to connect on a deeper level with your people. So the second point here is to be yourself, but a little bit more. Energy is a real thing, especially when you're up in front of people. And when you're there at the front of the room, you need about 10% more energy than you think you do to hold someone's attention and sound natural. If you sound bored, they'll be bored. And sometimes relaxed or quiet comes across as bored and uninterested. So be excited to be in the room. Be enthusiastic about what you're showing them what you're teaching, or what you're leading, even if on the inside you're not. And this is one of the best ways that you can hold space for your people. Okay, third point here about speaking is to protect and train your voice. This probably falls in the category of a nice-to-have thing rather than a must-have, but I am almost positive that there's probably going to be some YouTube channel out there where you can find free voice lessons. Now, I got to the point as an instructor where my voice was getting very tired and sore to the point where 
it hurt to talk by the end of the day. And one of my friends happened to be a vocal court coach. So I signed up for singing lessons. Part of that was because I caught myself all too often saying that I'm a bad singer or I'm not a singer. And that seemed very negative to me, but more it was because I knew that just like any instrument that you play, your voice is something that you can learn to use. And I've got to say, it was so much fun. Not only did I learn a bunch of fun show tunes to sing in the shower, but I also got all kinds of vocal control. It was by far one of the best non-certification trainings that I've ever done. Okay, so let's move on to the second soft skill for up-leveling coaching communication. That skill is storytelling. Now, people connect through stories. I know a lot of coaches in a lot of different formats who really hold back here because they don't want to share their personal lives. And I get it. I was one of those, especially after I took my business online. I dropped this iron curtain between my personal life and my professional life. And there's nothing wrong with setting some kind of boundary here, but it's a false premise that in order to quote unquote, do online marketing well, you have to splatter your personal life all over the internet. You don't. There is such a thing as TMI and we all deserve privacy, but your stories don't have to be too personal to connect with people. When my kids were little, they had hamsters, many, many hamsters. It became a soap opera in our house and gave me loads of material to share during particularly long plank holds in kickboxing classes. It lightened the mood and students would ask for hamster updates every single week. That said, with your people, Stories can help you get your point across better than just facts. What's more powerful? If I tell you that cutting out sugar can lower your cholesterol, or if I tell you the story about my friend who dropped his total cholesterol from over 400 down to 170 in eight weeks by changing his diet. Stories can help you make personal connections with your clients and clarify your niche as well. Telling your own story about your experience in menopause is going to speak volumes to clients in the room who can relate. So when you find some of those fun facts that we talked about earlier, think about how you could share them in a story format to be more memorable. For me, this is where I'm trying to get better. So I'm starting to do some research into TED Talks and pulling books on how to craft what I say with the endpoint in mind. Some of the books that are on my desk these days are Talk Like Ted by Carmine Gallo, Public Speaking to Win by Dale Carnegie, 
classic. Communicate to Influence by Ben and Kelly Decker. And Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. The only way to get better at storytelling is to practice. Same with speaking. Practice, practice, practice. So try this. Think of a story. And yes, you have one. Maybe make it your story about how or why you became a coach. And then first, just do a brain dump of all your thoughts on paper. What is that story? doesn't have to be pretty. Then try to sculpt it down to 18 minutes or less. That's TED Talk length. And then maybe try to get it down to five minutes. And then can you tell it in three? How about one minute? You get the idea. You're distilling it down. And now you can use it anywhere in or out of the elevator. The third soft skill that really deserves attention in your continuing education is sales. So many female entrepreneurs, and probably some of the guys too, struggle with sales. I know I did and sometimes still do because Most of us have a lot of money mindset baggage and programming telling us that all sales is kind of sleazy and manipulative. We're afraid to ask for a sale because we don't want to come off as quote unquote salesy. But when you cultivate better speaking and storytelling skills, the sales skill becomes more influence and invitation. Speaking and storytelling makes selling easier. How? Because using the confidence and enthusiasm for what you have to offer from all of your preparation to speak and the well-crafted storytelling to create connection, you're going to invite your clients to hire you Invite them to buy your thing or join your membership. Think about who you're talking to and then tell your story, but make it all about them. You're not going to worry about making the sale. You're simply extending an invitation because you know that what you have to offer is a solution. Then Keep telling that story, even after you get sick of hearing yourself tell it. Keep telling it, even if you get really, really bored with it, because someone out there might need to hear it. Okay, so how can you really get better at speaking, storytelling, and sales? Yes, practice. But how? How do you practice? Maybe you do want to look for a course or certification. You certainly can find them. I'm sure they're out there. So if you want to drop the cash, go for it. I am looking for a copywriting course as we speak. But before I drop the cash on that, I want to learn everything about copywriting that I can for free. 
So I'm going to give you some suggestions for how to start practicing some of these things from those books that I mentioned earlier. And then some of these ideas that I'm going to share are things that I've found helpful in trainings that I've taken for other things that can be applied here. These are a few fun little homework assignments and think of them as exercises to stretch yourself into some of these new skill areas. We're going to pretend that you've been invited to a TED Talk. We already talked about practice, actual practice. So to get started with that, you're going to brainstorm five stories that you can tell your students. They can be funny, fitness-related, personal, or not. Maybe you'll be able to use them in classes with, with or without clients, but for now, they are just for you. One of them could be your introduction, like we talked about before. But write them down and then practice delivering them. They should be short. Once you have them, record yourself delivering those stories. Now, this is hard for a lot of people. A lot of people balk at recording themselves. It's hard to see yourself. It's hard to hear yourself. I get it. I felt that way too. So early in my online career, I challenged myself to go live on Facebook every day for a month unscripted. If you really want to get over your resistance to things like that, being, like being on camera, give that a try. I guarantee you'll get over yourself by the end of that month. Now, look back at your recordings of your stories and try to be objective. If you trust someone else, like a friend, have them look at them to give you some feedback. And then try not to take it personally. You want to boost your energy. Take some of those nuggets of information that light you up and sprinkle them through your stories. What can you add to the story? What can you take away from it? Whatever it needs to light you up from the inside out. You are a source of energy for your clients. So you need to be able not only to offer them something, but also to refill your own energy well too. That's another podcast. We'll get to it another time. So work those stories and rework them until you know them like the back of your hand. Then put them in your back pocket and use them in your day-to-day life, maybe in front of classes and with clients, but you could also use them just chatting with people you know. Watch that preparation build confidence and create connections and maybe even boost your income too. Thanks for listening, everyone. I talk a lot about clear communication and connection and how to translate what we know to who needs to know it here on The Work In. I think it's a critical component for anyone in the fitness industry, wellness fields, and in business. In this industry, as my coaches say, there are a lot of ands. You're a coach and a business owner, a mother and creative entrepreneur, a wife and a businesswoman, 
and you already have what it takes to succeed. But bootstrapping any business is tough. Doing it on your own is daunting. So I created Bespoke C3 to be a customized virtual head start for the newest coach on the block, you. I want you to be around for a while. Your dreams deserve direction without distraction, purpose without procrastination, and encouragement without the bullshit. Bespoke C3 takes you step-by-step from kitchen table checklist to tech-savvy CEO in one year. That can be you. Go to savagegracecoaching.com forward slash clarity to get some. And I'll see you next time on The Work In.